Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Two words to me in three years of Bret Hart Flames Lick the Volleyball as Tom Hanks, Winslow, Luke, and Sam watch. Tension hangs in the air as the ball begins to melt. As the bloody handprint begins to burn away, Tom crumples to his knees, groaning in pain. Sir? Tom, are you alright? Tom lurches into the air, jolted upright by some unseen force, arms stretched out in a Christ-like pose. His head jerks back as his mouth flies open, wider than is seemingly possible. An otherworldly scream erupts from him as bright red light streams from his mouth and eyes. Red and orange light ripple beneath Tom's skin as though he's burning from the inside out. Jesus Christ, what have we done? The screaming reaches a fever pitch as the light becomes blinding. Tom looks as though he might explode. Then, as suddenly as it began, Tom drops to the ground in a heap. Are you okay, sir? Can I get you anything? I I think I'm okay. I think I feel better. Tom is helped to his feet, and all four look to where the volleyball had burned moments before. So now we just have to find Atar and end this once and for all. How do we... An explosion rocks the bunker and knocks everyone off their feet. Stepping through the hole in the cement wall, standing nine feet tall, gnarled horns atop his head, is Atar. His red skin glows slightly, and a grin creeps across his face as he strides towards our four heroes. Tom, you have to do this. You're the only one with the power. Remember, John Coffey gave you the power of God to defeat Atar. Tom, you're a Templar. This is your duty. Tom stands before Atar and looks back at his three companions. I I don't even have a weapon. What can I even do? A bright white light streams down through a newly created hole in the ceiling, and floating down in it is the modern descendant of Christ. She hands Tom a gleaming sword, emblazoned with the Templar seal, and gives him an encouraging nod. Atar leaps forward, snarling, his claws outstretched. Tom rolls out of the way but doesn't recover quickly enough. Atar slashes across his back and kicks Tom across the room. Tom lies prone, sword just out of reach, as Atar charges to him. Sam and Luke exchange a knowing glance. Rudy Giuliani is going to prison. The news just came through. He's being indicted for his many, many real crimes that he's committed over his far too long career. And he fucked his cousin. 
Atar whips around to Sam and Luke, flaps his terrible wings, and makes a flying leap at them. He picks both up, one in each hand, his face glowing with rage. He snarls and then freezes. His face screws up in confusion as Tom's sword pierces through Atar's chest. He drops Sam and Luke as Tom slices down, nearly splitting Atar and Twain. The hulking demon prince slumps over and falls face first on the floor as flames open up beneath him. Charred arms reach out from the hellish maw and pull Atar's corpse into it. You did it! You defeated him! Holy fuck, Tom! It's over. It's finally fucking over. Thank you both. You gave me my life back. Winslow? Yes, sir. You you did an incredible job, sir. Please give Sam and Luke my two favorite typewriters and a ride home. They earned it. Uh, uh thanks. Uh, uh, thanks. Yeah. Um we appreciate it? Yep. So what are you going to do now that Atar's defeated? You know, I recently heard a pretty good pitch for Sleepless in Seattle too. Welcome to the finale of Hanksy Panksy, a podcast where two victorious dumb idiots filled themselves, mind, body, and soul with finale fuel and film of a dusty, crusty Tom Hanks. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm one of those victorious dumb idiots. Mm-hmm. And for the final time, Sam, I'm a small German child. And I am also a victorious dumb idiot. I am Luke Patrick. Sam, we made it. We made it. We've done it. (laughs) God damn, it feels good. We have finally watched the last existing Tom Hanks movie. We've done it all. We've done it all. And we capped it off with 2020's News of the World. Luke, how Mm -hmm. does it feel? Uh, You know, I thought it would feel really weird and kind of sad, maybe a little bittersweet, but no, Sam. No, the ship has sailed. We've we've been on on the sea for far too long, Mm -hmm. for 55 weeks. We finally come into harbor, and I feel safe. I feel suckered. I feel just absolutely, uh, you know, entwined in the arms of grace at the moment. Thank God we are done with the Tom Hanks films. It feels good. Mm-hmm. It feels good, Luke. Mm-hmm. It, I it's it's uh I'll tell you going into it, I think I think I had a bit of Stockholm syndrome because going into this flick, I started to feel sad cuz I was like this is the last time I'm going to see Tom Hanks. Yeah. This is it. Mm-hmm. And then I finished the movie and I said, "Fuck Tom Hanks. I'm done." <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, man. For the last time, well, until another movie comes out and we have to do another emergency broadcast. But shh, 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 shh. <laughs> no, 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 Luke. You, yeah, you, you quiet yourself with that. Yeah, let's let's revel in our glories for the time being. Sam, we are done. There's no more Tom Hanks to consume. Oh, breathe a huge sigh of relief. We finally oh, we feels, made it. It feels so good. Fifty. Five weeks later, Mm -hmm. Luke. More than a year. A year plus Uh, some change, and we have finally done it. Sam, it feels amazing, but you know what? 
I think we got to stick to the classics here. Sam, how was we your do. watch this week? Well, as, as I briefly mentioned before, right before the watch started, I started feeling a little glum because mm-hmm. it, it felt like, I mean, again, it's been 55 weeks that I've been watching Tom Hanks every goddamn weekend. Yeah. And, and so I felt, I felt a little bummed out. I, I was sitting here thinking, man, man, I, I'm not going to do this again. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch Tom anymore. I'm not going to yell about Tom into mm-hmm. a microphone. <laughs> it's, and, and, you know, I watched it with my wife. Uh, Kenna, Kenna did opt to watch the movie with me. And, man, had a nice plate of nachos. It was a good watch. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way to go out. All the classics. You had the nachos. You had the accompaniment with mm-hmm. watching the film. Uh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a pretty typical watch, and I think I'm glad that's the way it went out. Mm-hmm. Not with a bang, not with a whimper, but just somewhere kind of in between. Like a shrug. <laughs> with a nice <laughs> casual shrug. Yeah. How, how about yours? How was your final Hank's watch? Man, we made a per- we made a meal of it. Let's let's Ooh. say that. So you know what? Going into this, I had high spirits because it's the final movie. There are no more movies, so it was hard to feel too put out by the two hour runtime on this flick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but we we as a group all watched it. So me, my roomie, and our guest who's staying with us for the next week and a half, uh, all all consume this together at the ass crack of dawn. Got up, watched this movie with our coffee, and it was such a lovely send off to Tom Hanks. It was like we're all st- we were all oh. standing on the docks, watching the ship sail away, and we're just waving, crying a little bit, handkerchiefs in hand. Sam, it was pretty, pretty good. Uh, I will say too, though, really quick, that I have been sick all week. Uh, I did get uh-huh. COVID tested, and it was not COVID. So thank God for that. Though, quick, another quick aside inside the aside, folks get vaccinated. You know? Yeah. Hey, yeah, let's take a fucking minute here because here in Arkansas, we are the epicenter of uh, Delta variant cases. And it's, it, folks, it's fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's, it's real fucking bad. And just fucking get vaccinated. Just mm-hmm. get, get the fucking shot in your fucking eyeball if you have to. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I had to cancel a trip. I I can't go to restaurants anymore. I'm I'm back to doing fucking nothing day in and day out and it fucking sucks, folks. Get fucking vaccinated, you pieces of shit. Yeah, the the upside to all this is that you don't even have to get it in your eyeball. They'll just put it in your arm. You can yeah. just give them an arm and they'll, you know, it takes like 3 seconds total. They'll put it right inside of you, and then uh, we don't have to worry about this Delta variant mess. Yeah, I don't have to get so back. Nice. Yeah, I don't have to get tested just because I got a, a some kind of sinus infection. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, all of that to say that I have been sick this week. So if my voice sounds off or if I just start hacking into the microphone, I don't believe in editing anymore after fifty-five weeks. So y'all are just gonna yeah. have to deal with it. And that's fair, Luke. You've you've done. A lot of editing, mm-hmm. and you know what? It's been too long. Uh, let the people hear all our our various <laughs> squelches, our coughs, our hacks, our our uh, our guttural horrible noises. Mm-hmm. Just just give it all to the people. That's what I say. Let's see if I can't get a good swallow right in the mic. 
No, I don't. I don't think it got picked up. Mm, but we'll find out. We'll find out later, and there ain't no way I'm editing it out. So, folks, nope. if you just heard the most disgusting swallowing sound on the planet, well, I got no <laughs> apologies for you. I got nothing. Uh, well, um, Luke, I, we should probably talk about the flick. Yeah, uh, well, I do love the beautiful send off that you had. Yeah, to it this was movie. It was pretty great. Does that mean you want a plot, Sam? I do, one last time, want the plot. Yeah, well, Sam, too bad, because this one <laughs> doesn't fit into a three-act structure, so I can't give you Luke Patrick's patented three-act structure, uh, other than to break it down this way. So this movie is about Tom Hanks as a Western man in 1865 living out in Texas. Luke, I'm very sorry. It is 1870, but continue. Oh, shit. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, well, that changes some things. Um, yeah, so anyway, 1870, uh, Tom Hanks is living in Texas, and his job, his actual job, is to roll from town to town <laughs> and to read the news to people, because I guess literacy is not everyone's strong suit right now in 1870. Hey, did you also find it uncomfortably similar to the joke concept movie that I came up mm. with last week? <laughs> you mean the guy... Who travels from Europe with a bunch of news to to read it mm-hmm. to people? Yeah, other than the Europe part, you were fucking spot on, my friend. <laughs> Distressingly so. Mm-hmm. So Tom Hanks' job is to roll around from town to town, read the news to people, and then in a along the way, he runs into a small child, who uh, this girl has been uh, uh, taken by the Kiowa people and has been raised as one of their own. So she only speaks Kiowa to begin with, or yeah. Kiowa as they keep trying to refer to it in this movie. Um, Luke, you got to give cut them some slack. They are Texans. They are There's Texans. There's only so much they can do. It's true. Anyway, and then he, uh, through a series, so let's, let's try to break it down, I guess, into an act structure. So in act one, he kind of comes to grips with the fact that uh, no one is going to take this child, and he has to take her back to her nearest living kin, which are 600 miles away in Texas. Mm-hmm. And Act Two is them traveling and being harassed by various different folks. Uh, they run into some some people that want to take her because apparently there's a bounty out for her, or something. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't parse that one. Yeah, and then they run into sort of a cult run by a very mean man in Texas who who tries to kill them, and then yeah. she ends up killing him. And then in Act Three. They do in fact make it back to her nearest living kin, uh, who are these this this dour, just fucking sullen German couple. Uh, yeah, so so your standard German couple. <laughs> yeah, kind of stand bog standard German couple uh, who do not like her, but do agree to take her. And then Tom gets right with his dead wife. And then decides that he does, in fact, need to take the child with him, which was her preference to begin with. And that happens. And that's the movie. Sam, we did it. We did it. We Hooray. Did it. The final plot. You did. Good job, Luke. You know, you. <laughs> I, I got to give you some credit. You have done a phenomenal job oh, for thank you. 55 weeks, given the plots of these movies. Uh, sometimes when they don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. So... In this one, this one at least, you know, some stuff happened. So I guess we got there. We got to the three X structure. Yeah. You know, even even though, I'll, you know what? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about this movie. Yeah. Well, let's get started, Luke. Mm-hmm. What What'd you think? 
What did you think of News of the World? It was... Drumroll. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luke, I'm right there with you. It's... <laughs> There's nothing real special about this. Nope. Uh, you know what? It was a movie. Uh, I have I have some problems with it that we're going to talk about. But you know, overall, you know what? It was a movie. It was fine. I I mm-hmm. hate to say that on our last episode. You know, I wish I could be like. You know what? We ended on a really really high note. This is my favorite film ever that we've seen or in my life. But no, Sam. It was fine. It was mostly about a guy that reads the news to people and then other people trying to kill him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, he it is a very different role for Tom. Yeah. And I I thought he did a good job. Cowboy Tom did work for me. How, how did he work for you? Cowboy Tom with the big bushy beard uh, mm-hmm. was pretty, pretty great. Now, the fact that Cowboy Tom is a Confederate captain... Um, yes, now now this was a problem because before I even started the movie, I like I was reading the description, writing it down as I've done for fifty four other weeks, mm-hmm. uh, and it does describe him as a Civil War veteran. And my first thought was, boy, I hope he was on the right side of that war. <laughs> and uh, then you find out he fought for the Texas Third Infantry, and Sam yeah. no. No, Definitely no. not. Was wearing a gray coat throughout that experience. Yeah, he were on the wrong side. Mm-hmm. And he refers to himself as Captain. Uh, what's his first name? Captain Jefferson Kyle Kidd. Jefferson Kyle Kidd, always Captain. So you know what? Yeah. There's some pride there, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, yeah. Not great. Yeah. No. No. Not. Not good at all. Mm-mm. Uh. I. There's there's no good reading of why like because you can't be like well he was drafted because he was a captain mm-hmm. so th- there's there's nothing there's no possible <laughs> reason that he can get out of like he fought to continue slavery yeah yep 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 so that's not great but you know what outside of that Sam I had a pretty good time watching this as did I think everybody else in my house that decided to consume this movie it was it was fine uh, yeah. I really enjoyed, good. really enjoyed the uh, the young girl in this. Um, mm, her character yeah. was fascinating. Yes, and they had a lot of good interplay with her trying to learn English and him learning a little bit of Kiowa. That um, was pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's it's a solid movie. Um, you get you get a little bit of gunplay, um, which I gotta tell you, I don't know how Tom was in the. Uh, was a captain because he can't shoot for shit. Mm-hmm. Nobody can in this movie. Nobody can no. hit anything. No. Uh, up until uh, the uh, Joanna, Johanna, mm-hmm. as he calls her, um, does create what I called the money shot. Oh, the money shot. Dude, we're on the same exact brainwave with this one because I also <laughs> refer to it as the money shot it's the only way to refer to this this concoction and i gotta tell you tom blasts his money shot just a few times (laughs) in this movie and then and then joanna (laughs) blasts her money shot once and man 
I gotta tell you, whoever did the sound design on the money oh, shot was so good yes. because it is that boom and then like the ching of change. Mm-hmm. Yes, dude. I wrote in my notes verbatim the foley on the money shot is spectacular. <laughs> God, you know what? 55 weeks in, we are on the same exact brainwave. Now, God damn. To explain what the money shot is. <laughs> We oh, do the see... money shot needs no explanation. Everyone yeah. knows exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Tom's blasting all over people in this one with yeah. the money shot. Blasted his money shot on people. It is when they fill shotgun cartridges full of dimes. Because the only <laughs> other thing that he had was birdshot, which is no good for killing people, apparently. So uh Though I actually I don't so I don't do any hunting. Mm-hmm. Um but I remember a certain vice president, Dick Cheney, blasting his friend with birdshot, and it and it did hurt his friend very much. Yeah, it did hurt him very badly. So I so think they, <laughs> Sam. I think the problem though is that they were, if memory serves, now it's been a while, uh, <laughs> but I believe they were at very close range. Yeah, I, I do think so. <laughs> I, I do think. Former vice president and noted war criminal Dick Cheney did blast his friend with birdshot at, like, point blank range. (laughs) Yeah. Which remains unexplained, other than he thought he was a quail or something. Uh Uh-huh. You know. That's what you want from your vice president war criminal? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, apparently, at range, unlike the way Dick Cheney did it, uh, you know, birdshot... (laughs) Doesn't doesn't really get the job done, so they do fill it with dimes, and that does indeed work. Yeah, uh, ooh, it works. Yeah, it really fucking works, cause boy, he kills some folks with dimes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Sam, would you like a list of all of the agencies I clocked that are uh, not functional in 1870 and are s- still not functional today? Uh, yeah, I'd love it. Yeah, so just to, just to rattle off some shit. In 1870, here's the three different agencies that were not working and okay. s- still don't super work today. And they are Child Services, the oh, VA, nope. and Ugh. OSHA. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of OSHA violations here. <laughs> um, not a, a lot of safe working conditions. No, and a lot of disposed vets with nothing to do and uh, mm-hmm. no support from the federal government. No. Uh, and then child services is basically non-existent. And apparently, I mean, granted, I will give you child services today. It's way better. OSHA probably is too. Now the VA, yeah. you know, I don't know. The v- VA could use some work. Yeah. They could use some help. <laughs> but I do love that. Yeah. Uh, Top Hanks walks up to a union army officer and says, Hey, I found this girl. The person who was escorting her was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, by, you know, they might as well be modern Texans who are very angry about slavery ending. So really, nothing has changed in Texas. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the Texan vibe is the same as best as mm-hmm. I can figure for sure. Yeah, and and if if anyone's too bothered by that, just know as a card carrying Arkansan, all I really have is a an indescribable hatred of Texas. <laughs> uh, based on proximity, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so so that's pretty much all Texas is: is people who are still angry about slavery ending and um, and uh, virulent racists. 
but anyway, so so Tom walks up to this Union Army officer and is like, "Hey, I found her. Person was dead. Um, can you take her? Uh, can mm-hmm. you arrange for it?" And the guy's like, "No, you can take her, or yeah. you can wait. You strange man can mm-hmm. take this young child yes. on your own out into the wilderness where you could easily do innumerable things like feed her to wolves." Assuming Texas has wolves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even at the end of this movie, we were commenting on the fact that uh, so he adopts her. And apparently the adoption uh, procedure back in the day was just I just announcing or even not even announcing, just just thinking I have adopted this child now because he yeah. introduces her as Johanna Kid as his because his last name is mm-hmm. Kid. Um, and she's his kid now. That's how it works. Yeah, apparently all you have to do is go up to uh, the post where she's tied to by her dour, humble, dirt farmer family mm-hmm. and and just untie her and say, yeah, you know, I was thinking about it, just going to take her. Yeah, I'm just going to take this kid. And then they were like, yeah, all right, we tried with her, so you know what, that seems fine. Yeah, because the... Uh, the paterfamilias of the, the dirt farmers did seem to be irritated that she wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Very German attitude. I mean, you gotta mm-hmm. say, this this child had no sense of the proper way to do things. She would not work. No. She kept trying to run away. None of this was was uh, wonderbar as far as he was concerned. No, so. no, no. Very bad. Uh, Zare... Oh, shit, I forgot the word for bad. <laughs> Oh no! Definitely oh, well. not good. Yeah, probably um, doesn't exist. It probably doesn't exist in German, you know. Yeah, because you know the the Germans are a notoriously positive, upbeat people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I I gotta tell you, I had a, a few different like kind of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I think the movie did a really good job of showing how viscerally uncomfortable a wagon trip would be oh yeah dude for sure i mean we spend so much time dwelling on this journey also wrote in my notes and i think it's worth pointing out you know what would be interesting how about a 600 mile wagon journey through texas because that's what this is about and you're totally right it looks pretty fucking miserable yeah it it looks like a trip that is designed to destroy your tailbone Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, suspension in these puppies Ooh. is non-existent yeah. on those wooden no. wheels. Poor, poor Tom Hanks must have had his dense dumper just destroyed <laughs> in the process of filming this movie. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Uh, I, I, I had an. I, so there was one part that actually legitimately confused me. Mm-hmm. When he and Joanna are riding like down a hill and then horse go too fast yeah and horse keep go too fast and then horse fall off cliff yeah why did horse go too fast horse got spook basically oh and now i have heard that horses are essentially suicide machines <laughs> now i can't i don't have enough horse people energy to attest to that but it sounds right I, th- I think I've just read somewhere that, like, horses basically spend their whole lives trying to 
like being steered away from ways to kill themselves mm. uh, or otherwise break their both muscular and fragile little bodies. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So that's that's why horse go too fast is, okay. uh, is basically horse got spook, horse go real fast. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, and then, you know, following that scene, we see uh, Tom and, and Joanna uh, walking through the Texas desert and get waylaid by like a like a dust storm mm-hmm. where I realized Texas is not meant for human life. Yeah, you do wonder. They show you a lot of these landscapes and a lot of these scenes and there's no trees. It's just barren scrub. And you got to mm-hmm. wonder who showed up and was like, yeah, this will do. This seems fine. Yeah, I got to tell you, at times it seems like the surface of Mars with no atmosphere and no magnetosphere mm-hmm. is maybe more habitable. Yeah, even with the one-third G. Yeah, they get stuck in this awful dust storm. And like the fact that you even have dust storms does not speak uh, to the, to the no. health of your current environment. No, no. Things are not going well in Texas. Yeah. Um, I, I did love right before the dust storm... Uh, Tom Tom's very raspy horses <laughs> yeah pretty good hey I did want to talk about what happens after the dust storm I didn't understand it okay well let me explain it to you so here's what happened so no POC in this in this movie get has a great time no yeah, there there are no minorities represented in any way that's good. No, um, not at all. Yeah, and uh, including this wonderful scene where after the dust storm, as the dust storm clears, lo and behold, there are a bunch of uh, Kiowa people just mystically appearing out of the dust storm. Yeah, like like the fucking sand people in Star Wars. Yeah, oh, 100%. And now you might be thinking... It'd be cool if we could see this from their perspective, because here's this random little white girl that speaks their language and appears to be one of their own. And then this crusty old dude, it'd be cool if we could kind of see it. Well, Sam, nope, not going to get anything from them. In fact, no one is even going to talk from their group of people because no. uh, we ain't paying them sag rates for the day. Let's just uh-uh. give them no dialogue at all. And then they give them a horse. Yeah. Because they're nice and helpful for no apparent reason. Sam, it's pretty fucked up. It's not great, because really all we get is, like, two shots of sullen Native Americans, mm-hmm. and then the movie says, like, kind of wipes its hands off and says, we did it! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You knew that we'd include them. Here they are. Uh, definitely the, the epitome of token representation, if I have ever seen it. Uh, not great. Yeah. Yeah, it was not good. Um, and it made no sense. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense because we get Tom Hanks going, horses! <laughs> and then a violent dust storm, and then he falls on the ground, and then he looks up, and there's Joanna wrapped in a blanket standing there, and then behind her, as the dust is clearing, Kiowa people. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, from nowhere. From nowhere, and apropos of nothing. So anyway, I just wanted to draw some attention to that and uh, just generally point out that this movie is, uh, I wouldn't say racist, but 
goes out of it's, its way to show you the plight of minorities at the time without repre- without giving you any of their perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah, or including anybody who's so like every every black person we see in this movie is a slave or mm-hmm. essentially like is is in yeah. a similar position or is uh lynched. So Yeah. I, again, it's a movie where the hero is a former Confederate officer. So, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I keep forgetting that. Yeah, yeah. Um, can we talk about Erath County? Oh, I don't want to talk about Erath County, but we can talk about it. I we gotta talk about Erath County because Luke something. Something buck-fucking-wild happened in Erath County, which I did look up. It's a real place in Texas, mm-hmm. um, and I assume functions about the same. Um, <laughs> so t- Tom and Joanna come waltzing into Erath County, uh, kind of at gunpoint because they're waylaid on the road by a guy who frankly looks like uh, Hugo Weaving as old Greg or whatever yes. the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. 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 He looks exactly like that with the top hat and the like frilly uh-huh. coat and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and just the nasty sort of face. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so they're brought into Erath County and they're like, so what the fuck do you do? And he says, I read the news. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, OK. And yeah. It's like, well, people like to hear the news, which I'll say that's the only thing that's changed is now people mm. do not like to hear the news. Yeah. Well, it depends on the news source, but yeah, in general. Sure. Not yeah. not a fan. Yeah. Uh, so then he goes and they're like, read the news to the people of Erath County. Uh, and, and the the old Greg Feller, uh, he's I, he's not like calling him a robber baron would imply that he was successful mm-hmm. i really he's just like a rich white dude who has kind of got the whole town under his thumb is that is that fair to say yeah it's almost cult-like basically everybody works for him that lives in yes. this town and his his nefarious stated mission is to push out all of the minorities within uh-huh. this county uh which again i keep harping on it but it's we get that we get that everybody's racist and then there's just no counterpoint. There's no real other vantage point presented in this movie. No, no, not, not at all. Um, and, and so he goes to, to read the news in Erath County, uh, which like he ends. Oh, well, Luke, I'm looking up the demographics of Erath County and I Mm -hmm. gotta tell you, uh, it seems like in real life, uh, the old Greg guy may have been successful because it is oh, 80, no. <laughs> 85.6% white. Mm. Mm. Um, in any case, so, so he gives Tom like his own paper that talks about how fucking great he is and everything. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it, and then Tom instead starts reading his own news where he reads about a bunch of coal miners up in Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Who rose up and basically killed their bosses after a bunch of them died in a fire. Yeah. Uh, And so, Luke, you know, I need Mm -hmm. you to throw on your trench coat one last time. Oh, no. It's time to come with me to the Conspiracy Corner. 
Oh, damn, dude. I did not expect this. You got me hook, line, and sinker this week. What a way to go out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Luke. You know, the past few day, few weeks, I've, I've been harping on this connection between Tom Hanks and Chinese communism. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not a good look, and it's pretty insensitive. <laughs> and I do, I do apologize um, because a- Asian people should not be burdened with that. They're fine people, um, uh, you know. Try to try to stop Asian hate and all that. But look, there is a connection to communism here. Yes, I I do think that communism is shining through in this in this yes. example, and I'm so intrigued to hear more, Sam. So, so we have a Tom who essentially says workers of Erath County unite. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have a Tom who, uh, is is pretty worldly you know he knows he knows the news he has a beard and he knows german and luke that is because tom hanks is karl marx what yeah see the communist manifesto was written in 1847 which gives this tom hanks which again is every other tom hanks ever uh and captain jefferson kyle kidd time prior to the war to have mm-hmm. spent some time in Germany. So he, again, is fluent in German, writes the Communist Manifesto, comes over to the United States, gets on the wrong side of the Civil War. However, I think he fought in the conspe- Confederacy as a sleeper agent. Mm, God, you really hope so. You really because want to believe it. here's the thing. Mm-hmm. When he talks to the creepy guy who wants to buy the girl from Tom, mm-hmm. uh, the creepy guy and Tom talk a little bit about how the Civil War was a rich man's war and only the poor people were the ones who got harmed by it. Mm. And I think Tom got into it so that he could convince other Confederate soldiers, no, rise up against the bourgeoisie, seize the means of production, and the proletariat will reign supreme. Uh, And so we've got a Tom Hanks who who is spreading the communist manage, uh, message throughout the United States by reading the news to <laughs> rural areas in Texas. And and here's the thing, Luke. How did these robber barons and various rich bourgeoisie get their money? Uh, through the institution of s- slavery? Which was sponsored by ATAR. Oh, goddamn, ATAR! Just when I think you yes. can't sink any lower, Atar. Yes. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, Luke. Tom, in this movie, mentions that he is cursed by God. Mm-hmm. And that this is his curse. Luke, even prior to receiving his powers from John Coffey in 1935, Tom Hanks was cursed, as he believes, but, but uh, sent by God to spread a communist message in the United States mm-hmm. and defeat ATAR. Yeah. Okay, I'm following. I'm following. Yeah. And so here he is, speaking German, 1870, going around rural Texas, spreading a communist message. Workers of Erath County unite, trying to take down the bourgeoisie state by state by state. Mm-hmm. And, lest you believe, this is not every other Tom Hanks character and also Tom Hanks, we A, never see him fuck a human woman, and B, <laughs> in Forrest Gump, 
he proudly mentions that his great-great-great-grandfather served in the Civil War as a Confederate, and we see a photo, and it's Tom fucking Hanks. Oh, shit, dude, we do. That is so true. Holy shit. Yeah. Forrest Gump's great-great-great-great-great-grandfather is Captain Jefferson Kyle Kidd. Oh, God. Damn, the connections are everywhere. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, the, the Chinese communism thing was a racist false flag, and I am very, very sorry about that part. <laughs> but it was only hiding that Tom Hanks is Karl Marx, the father of communism. Mm, damn, dude. This thing goes deep, and what a career Tom has had. I know. It's a it's incredible. Mm-hmm. This you know what? Going undercover too as a Confederate uh Confederate soldier also is laying the groundwork for all of his spy craft that we see come exactly. to fruition later on in his career. See, Luke, this is the kind of education you get after fifty five weeks of this. Mm-hmm. You really start peeling back the layers of the onion, don't you? Uh-huh. You really do. So I'm glad you picked up on that. Yes, you see exactly where where Tom honed his spy work skills. Mm-hmm. Damn, dude. And there it is. That's that's the final conspiracy corner. Oh, now it's it's kind of wistful. It's kind of wistful. It that is. little bittersweet. The final conspiracy corner. I know. We've we've wrapped it all up. We've connected Atar to slavery and Lyndon Baines Johnson. Uh, we've we've done it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, do do you have any other thoughts about this movie? Uh, only that it's just the weirdest Red Dead Redemption uh, DLC ever. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I've played Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, I I think I could have done better than Tom in this. Yeah, you think you could have shot better or rode a horse yeah. better or just all of it? All of it. Yeah, mm. I, I don't think I would have run my horse off a fucking cliff. And I also think that those three dudes who accosted Tom in town, I think I would have shot them blame, 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 right there, right yeah. in a row. Yeah, man, I believe you. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You know what? I'm so ready to move on from our final movie and just leave it behind us and be done, done with the Tom Hanks. I can't believe I'm saying those words, but there it is, oh. Sam. There it is. Well, on that note, Luke, um, I have a bunch of shotgun shells full of dimes. Ooh, um, nice. And I really need to deposit those in the Hanks Bank. So would you, one last time, accompany me to the Hanks Bank? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. So Luke, here we are. It's the end of the road, and uh, we've we've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. And I I think we should probably talk a little bit about our experience. And, yeah. Uh, and to that end, Luke, I actually have a special guest. And oh. I, I I mean a real special guest, because Luke, I've brought into the studio my wife McKenna. Oh, damn, dude. Yeah. We're going to get that McKenna scoop. So I only have one set of headphones, so she's going to sit and talk to you for a minute. Okay. And I'm I'm leaving. I'm actually oh. leaving. Oh, damn. Yeah. So here's here's McKenna. 
Just waiting for Kenna to put on the headphones. There you are. Hi, Hi McKenna. Hello. How are you doing? I'm surviving. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I've watched 55 weeks of Tom Hanks movies, so... Uh, that's too much Tom Hanks. It's it too is, much. It is too much Tom Hanks. Now, I, I have a really specific question for you that only you can answer. Okay. How has this changed Sam over the course of 55 weeks, do you think? Ooh. Um, I think overall, there's a lot more movie pausing to, you know talk about things even if it's not a Tom Hanks movie and at the same time he's also more likely to watch anything I want him to as long as it's not too long (laughs) (laughs) excellent so that is that's it's a give and take I don't mind it too much but I'm very happy that Tom Hanks is no more Mm, yeah so sounds like your personal opinion of Tom Hanks at this point is is not great uh, more flops than anything, I think, you know. Mm. I think my favorite that I watched is still Larry Crown. That has been my favorite. So really? I, yes, I now, loved it. That's fascinating. And did you also watch, like, the big hits with Sam, like Forrest Gump and Castaway and stuff? I did not watch Forrest Gump um, because my dad's name is Forrest. So mm. growing up, I would hear all the run, Forrest, run. But, you know, yeah. so... Uh, if you've heard that, then you've seen it. Um, but I did watch Castaway. It's one of my favorites. Okay, nice. But, but Larry Crown taking the yeah. top spot. I don't know why. I just I just loved it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's pretty incredible. Well, here we are, 55 weeks later. And uh, out of the 55, how many do you think you personally consumed at least a little bit of? Like a percentage-wise. Maybe like 10%. I did not (laughs) contribute too much. I would look up the movies and read the plot. And if I was interested, I would watch. And most of the time, I did not. Yeah, that's fair. Well, you did contribute a major segment to this this podcast with uh, IMDb Facts for McKenna. Thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. It's very, yeah. If I liked it, then I would contribute. But if not, I was out. Yeah. Were you were you aware of the major impact you were having on this podcast through IMDb, IMDb Facts through McKenna? Yep, I knew it. Okay, nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I have just one last question for you, Re Tom Hanks, because uh, Sam and I have talked a lot about this. Which so on the gradient of very very young Tom Hanks to twenty twenty Tom Hanks, where do you fall? What's your ideal Tom Hanks? I'd probably say mid-2000s Tom Hanks, so like right in Ooh, the middle. Ooh, yeah. nice. Okay, mm-hmm. middle of the gradient Hanks. Yep. Nice. Right in the middle, yep. Old enough to be attractive, but not too old to be just kind of like, oh, that's like my grandpa. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the old jowly Hanks. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Jowly Hanks. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for, for stopping by and providing some uh, some insight on this project from somebody else's mm-hmm. perspective. No um, problem. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have anything else that you would like to add? Uh, Re Tom Hanks, this project, or what your what your husband has been through? Uh, no, I just I'm just glad it's over and that we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, for sure. Uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna get back to playing my switch. So. Do it. <laughs> Thank you.
and and here I am back again back again back in the hot seat man that was awesome to get sort of a third perspective on uh, this horrible thing that we decided to do yes yes uh, I've I've it took a little bit of cajoling but I did mm. say look we we need an outside perspective here someone who's who's seen me change morph mm-hmm. uh, d- 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 uh, decay yeah over this whole project yeah the half-life of Sam well Sam I have a question for you I think uh-huh what do you think has changed the most about yourself through doing this project? Because I have a really easy answer, but I'm extremely uh-huh. curious to hear what yours is. I, I, so I, I overheard Kenna kind of said this before, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's just, that I'll literally watch fucking anything. <laughs> I'll, I'll put goddamn anything on the TV now and I kind of don't give a shit if it's good or bad as long as it's under three hours I'll I'll put in the time yes yes dude that's exactly what I was going to say I solely judge movies based on their runtime at this point how long yeah. am I going to have to sit there and consume the film that's pretty much it exactly and and Luke on that note mm-hmm. so um our uh incredible fan tuck uh who has been uh, possibly our greatest cheerleader this whole this whole goddamn time for sure thank Uh, you tuck yeah i we really really appreciate you tuck um he put together a spreadsheet oh no uh, and it has the runtime of every motherfucking movie we've watched holy shit and also the IMDb score. Oh, <laughs> okay. This is some data, and I am. We have a summation of Tom Hanks' career, both in runtime and rating, that I am yes. extremely curious to hear about. So, do you want to hear rating information or runtime first? I think I want to hear runtime first, and then then we can discuss the rating summation because I am really curious about that. Okay, Luke. You and I have watched four days, 11 hours, and 18 minutes of Tom Hanks. That is 107 hours and 18 minutes, or 6,438 minutes, or 386,280 seconds. Holy shit, dude. Four days? Four days. Four days? Really? Four and a half days. Oh, my God. God, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> the amount of time we have wasted watching Tom Hanks do shit. I know. I know. It's fucking wretched. Mm-hmm. It is Ugh. wretched. It's hard to even process. Like, I'm trying to think. I mean, the amount of shit you could do in four days, the cumulative total that we have wasted watching every single Tom Hanks movie. I think we've invested more time than Tom Hanks has into watching his own films. Oh, almost certainly. Though, um, I'm the one who calculated the extra hours. Mm-hmm. And, oh, no, no, I was right. Okay. My, my nothing. I okay. thought I calculated it wrong. <laughs> I didn't. You mathed good? I mathed just right. Nice. So, the IMDb score. Okay, I want to take a random stab at this. Okay, so we've got average score... The highest rated movie and the lowest rated movie. Okay, okay, okay. And it is okay. out of 10. Yes. 
Okay. And this goes all the way back to his very first movies. Yes. Okay. So I think the I'm gonna start with the average. I'm gonna okay. guess that the average IMDb is this IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes? IMDb. Okay, so zero to ten or one mm-hmm. to ten theoretically. Yeah. Um, okay, I think the average for all of his flicks is seven point seven stars out of ten. Luke, you are so fucking close. That is batshit. Okay, don't it's, tell me. I'm gonna guess the rest of them. I'm gonna get okay. through the rest of my figures, but holy shit, though. Yeah, okay. seven point seven uh, on that on that end of things, and then I think the lowest rated movie was Every Time We Say Goodbye. Okay, and uh, uh, and what do you think the rating on that was? I think the rating on that one was probably like thirteen. 13% or like like a like a 3 okay on IMDb maybe a 2 point something okay yeah and then i'm going to guess that his highest rated flick of all time is castaway and i'm going to guess that that had a 9.8 or 9.9 on imdb okay and that's it that's that's those are my guesses okay well well luke you you were pretty off on those okay (laughs) Um, i'm just projecting my own thoughts onto those i think so the average score was seven damn so i shot a little high on that one rounding up i was a point off but i mean still pretty goddamn close Mm -hmm. now you said the lowest rated movie was every time we say goodbye which was one of his lower rated movies with 5.9. That's too high. (laughs) Yes. 100% that is too high. Yeah. But it's Um, not the worst. Okay, can I take another guess at the worst? Absolutely. Okay. Um, Now, I I will ask a question. Can I ask a question and then take a guess? Yeah. Okay, is it early Tom Hanks or late stage Tom Hanks? Late stage. Late stage Tom Hanks. Late stage. Interesting. Yeah. I t- To be perfectly honest, I don't think you're going to get this in a million years. Okay. Because um, I'm just thinking through the stuff that he's been in, and yeah, it's, it's hard to pin down any one thing. I mean, Larry Crown, maybe? Larry Crown got 6.1, so okay. no, sir. And that's deserved. Larry Crown shouldn't be. I just figured the critical consensus on that that one might be kind of low. Okay, I have no clue, Sam. You're going to have to hit me with this one. Luke, it's The Circle. Oh, my God. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, it is... The Circle is Tom's lowest rated flick. I think this tells you what has changed with our brains, that by the time we hit The Circle, I was like, it's fine. Whatever. Uh It's a movie. But here's kind of the wild thing to me. Mm-hmm. It's his lowest at a rating of 5.3. Damn. So nothing below 5, huh? No. So uh, apparently IMDb agrees Tom has never made a below average movie. Damn. That's something to... You know what, Tom? Good on you, man. Yeah. Good on you, Tom. Pretty goddamn good, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you said that Castaway was his top rated movie and that was incorrect yeah castaway got a 7.8 interesting interesting this data that you've collected also again thank you tuck 
yeah, for tough. putting this, this together. Is, this is fucking incredible. He he did a lot of work on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the and the effort's really paying off because man, I'm my mind is being blown. Well, Sam, I guess same question then: early stage or 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 early middle or late stage Tom Hanks for this one? I would call this middle. Okay. Is it Forrest Gump? It is. It is fucking Forrest okay. goddamn Gump. I really hoped it wasn't because you know what? You know what, Sam? I'm gonna validate you a little bit. Are you ready? Uh huh. I think Forrest Gump is a very problematic movie. Yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> fucking is. The more time I've had to sort of ruminate on this, and since we talked about it, and you're seething hatred for that flick. Uh-huh. I think I think it's still funny, um, but the more you think about it, the less funny it is, and the, the worse it comes across, and that Forrest Gump is indeed an extremely problematic film. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. It mm-hmm. is not good. In no way is it okay. Yeah. And also, the movie itself is dumb as a fucking brick, <laughs> and it's not funny, and it's not interesting, and it's overly long, and it's just the worst heap of fucking trash I've ever watched. Yeah. Now, all that being said, what was the IMDb score on that puppy? 8.8. 8.8. So that's the highest rated movie that he's ever made. Yeah. There it is. These scores are lower than I would have expected for a national treasure, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, I was a little surprised. Because mm-hmm. uh, there are a handful. Like, okay. Okay. What do you think What do you think the score is for Cloud Atlas? Cloud Atlas, I think, got a 6.7. Dude, it's a 7.4. Seriously? Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. I was I was pretty close on that one, but it's still higher than I expected. What about uh the Lady Killers? Lady Killers I think is a 5.8. 6.2. You were actually pretty close on that one. I feel like I'm off by the same ratio on all of these these yeah, movies that I'm guessing. <laughs> the same like 12% difference. God damn, dude. Yeah, it's it's fucking wild. I mean, even if Bachelor Party has a 6.3 and Volunteers has a 5.5. That's unbelievable to me. <laughs> Have they seen these flicks? Did people go see them or did they just see Tom Hanks and even then they were like, yeah, slap a six on that one. There's there's not a fucking chance anyone who rated these uh films either watched them or is of sound mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to rate Bachelor Party that that high. Uh-huh. That highly. Uh, I mean, I guess it was a it was a commercial success. Sure. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. But hey, can you do me a favor, really quick? Yeah. Can you break down categorically through IMDb scores his top three and his worst three, and then I want to talk about them. Yes. Okay. Give me a moment. So we've got the circle at five point three. Can I? Can I sort this? Yeah, surely you can sort this bad boy. I'm sure I can sort it, but I'm scared to ruin all of Tuck's hard work. Yeah. Yep. What did I do? Did you ruin it? I didn't ruin it. Sort? Okay. So we've got uh, the circle at 5.3. 
Volunteers at 5.5, and Bonfire of the Vanities at 5.6. Ooh, that one stings. You love to see it, but God, does it sting. The amount mm-hmm. of work they put into Bonfire of the Vanities. <laughs> yeah. And then top three uh, is Forrest Gump, 8.8, Green Mile, 8.6, and Saving Private Ryan, 8.6. Holy shit, dude. Now, can I give you one other bit of uh, uh, information here. Yeah, yes, please. So, Toy Story, OG Toy Story, is the highest rated at 8.3. Toy Story 3 is the second highest at 8.2. Toy Story 2, 7.9. And then Toy Story 4 at 7.7. Oh, so really tracking the decline of the Toy Story series there. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel pretty validated in what we've mm-hmm. discovered rewatching the Toy Story movies. Also, yes. Sam, can I just comment on the fact that we watched every single Toy Story movie we have for this project? Holy shit, dude. God damn. Mm-hmm. God damn. That's a lot of stories told about toys. Yeah. For sure. Well, Sam, I got to say the top the top 3 in this is absolute bunk. Yeah, no, those are not good movies. I mean, Saving Private Ryan is good. Oh, Saving Private Ryan is a great movie. It's just incredibly difficult to watch. Yeah, and here's here's the wild thing about Green Mile. Everyone seems to love it, except us. (laughs) Yeah, I've noticed that, for sure. Because anytime I talk to someone about Green Mile, they're like, yeah, Green Mile's great. And I'm like, no, Green Mile's very racist and bad. I would also hazard a guess that it's probably his longest movie next to maybe Saving Private Ryan or Cloud Atlas. Ooh, I can check that too, Luke. Yeah. Because Tuck here, he he got our back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Green Mile, Cloud Atlas, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. And I gotta say, man, Green Mile, too long, too racist, not a yeah. good movie. Yeah, I mean, the movie has a whole fucking section about Tom's hurting piss. <laughs> Tom's flaming piss. Yeah, for sure. It's not good. So, Luke, what's your favorite? Out of all of the Tom Hanks movies that we've ever watched. All of them. Yeah. Okay. I think it you know what my answer is really boring. I still think it's Castaway. I think Castaway is the best Tom Hanks movie that he's If you're going to watch one Tom Hanks movie, uh-huh. if you're stranded on a desert island with a bunch of uh, FedEx boxes, in VHS tapes, you know what? You hope one of them is Castaway. I yeah. think it's. If, I mean, look, mm-hmm. I think, I think that one's definitely a high point for me. Yeah, I think it's of of the ones that he's like really known for. I think sure. it's my favorite. But I, I think my actual favorite. Uh, and let me just make sure I'm I'm choosing this right. You want you want a drum roll? I mm. see the problem is this is actually pretty hard, but I I think my favorite is the Burbs. Oh, the Burbs is so good. I may change my answer. The Burbs is so good, and I love the the journey that I went on with the Burbs. Yes. Where I did not like it the first time, and then we had Joe on to kind of discuss the nuance of it, and then it really opens your eyes to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the airtime that we've given to the Burbs, the two different watches, was well worth it. And I have proselytized, I've proselytized this movie to several people at this point, and everybody's had a great time with the Burbs. 
Yeah, because it's fucking brilliant. I would mm-hmm. I would happily watch it again and again and again. I think if we were to worst idea of all time style do a movie, I think The Burbs is for sure the movie that we would do Ooh. for an entire yeah. year. Yeah, I it definitely. I think it it would have the most to give. Yeah, a hundred percent. Now, Sam, we've asked this before, but here at the finale, what's your least favorite? <sighs> so, so I know previously we've said the lady killers. Yeah, and for me personally, it is still the lady killers, a hundred percent. And I think in spirit, for me, it's the lady killers. But I think I'm going to say extremely loud and incredibly close. Ooh, coming in with a fucking curveball. Yes, dude. Yeah. It's so fucking bad. It's yeah. so fucking bad. Yes. It sucks so much. That kid is such a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Coming in with the curveball straight to the heart. Goddamn, dude. Extremely loud and incredibly close is indeed a terrible movie. Uh,. Yeah, dude. I could totally see that. Yeah. So so is yours the Lady Killers? Lady Killers just because for whatever reason I think the Cosmic Juju was so aligned to for us to both have a miserable experience mm-hmm. watching that movie. Whatever was happening in our personal lives and then combined with the fact that that movie is like horribly racist and sucks and is really tedious. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, just combined for a real shitstorm. So yeah, I think for me personally Definitely the the lady killers is the absolute worst because I've kind of, you know what, I've kind of come to view the early Tom Hanks movies with a little bit of a different, a different uh, viewpoint. I think yeah. we were a little too harsh on stuff like Volunteers or Money Pit. I mean, they're bad movies, but it was yeah. a different time. Yeah, it was a different time. <laughs> and I think we came in too hot with the criticism because we didn't know it was ahead of us. Yeah, I I think. I think we thought better days were ahead of us, and they just weren't. Yeah. <laughs> Old Mr. 7, 7.0 Tom Hanks over here. Yeah. And so, may, I, there may not be any meat on these bones, but Luke, what's Tom's averagest movie? Hmm. Oh, easy. Easy answer. Hologram for the King. Oh, now, see, I... I disagree. Ooh, okay. You th- you think that's a below average Tom Hanks movie? I think it's too weird to be the averagest Ooh. Tom Hanks flick. Okay. All right. Well, hit me hit me back with with what you're thinking here. I I gotta tell you, I th- I think it might be Apollo 13. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the perfect cross-section of Tom Hanks' career. Just smack dab the middle. Smack down the middle. Yeah, I mean, it's a good flick. It's Mm -hmm. a good flick, but it's, you know, having done 55 weeks of it, it's vaguely unremarkable. Yeah, it's kind of just a good, it's just a good Tom Hanks movie. Yep. I think you may, man, you're just, you're on fire today. With these these recommendations and thoughts, for sure. Oh, well, well, thank you. Now, uh, I don't think Kenna told you her least favorite Tom Hanks movie. Oh no, what's Kenna's? Well, I asked her last night, and she originally said The Lady Killers, and then midway through, she said, "No, no, 
Mm. It's that thing you do. Oh, God. That thing. Ooh, that thing you do. do. Yeah, God damn it. Uh, it. She was like, I hate that fucking movie so fucking much. <laughs> See, I don't even think it's it's a hateable movie. It's like a nondescript small town with nothing but a single gas station. Like, it's just... A barren, barren social wasteland, for sure. I don't know, man. It was really <laughs> fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. And, you know, especially as Tom Hanks' first foray as a uh, screenwriter and yeah, producing his good. own movie, it was definitely not good, that's for sure. It was no Larry Crown. No, no. God, Larry Crown. It's mm-hmm. so good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... I, I mean, Luke, do, do you have any other thoughts? Anything else you want to unpack? Honestly, no. I, I Well, I have one last question, I guess. Uh-huh. And we can maybe end, end the series on this one. Oh, actually, I I have one. Okay, yeah, hit me with that, and then I'll, I'll, I'll wrap us up with my, okay. my final thought here. And I hope I'm not stealing your final thought. Okay, yeah. Do you think you'll miss Tom? You're not stealing my thought. This is a great question. Thank God. Um, yeah, actually. I think there's a bit of Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, for, mm-hmm. you know what, how long does it take to build up a habit? Like a month, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've spent 12 of those uh, plus some change, mm-hmm. uh, you know, plus a month um, doing Tom Hanks movies. I think it's going to feel very strange uh, next Friday when I don't have to boot up a Tom Hanks film. It's gonna feel weirdly empty in mm-hmm. this house without Tom's presence. Yeah, it also just feels strange to know that we've hit the end of the road. There are no more Tom Hanks movies to consume at this right. point. A- Alexander wept for there were no more Tom <laughs> Hanks movies to conquer. Yeah, yeah, we're just done. Which feels so strange. So yeah, I do. I do think I'm gonna miss Tom now. Sam, it sounds like you're gonna kind of have some wistful feelings about it too, huh? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna. Yeah. Miss, I, we've grown close. I we think. really have. And my algorithm has grown very close to Tom Hanks. Oh boy, at this it has. Point too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you and me both. But you know, we've had our ups and downs, but I think we came through stronger for it. Yeah. Uh, which is upsetting because it's a really one-sided relationship. Yeah, 100%. Well, Sam, I've got just one last question for you. Yeah. Did you have fun with this project? Yeah, I fucking did, man. I had so much goddamn fun. <laughs> yeah, dude. Of course. This was I've, fun as fuck. Yeah. I mean, I fucking ruined my algorithm. I ruined my enjoyment of movies. Mm-hmm. I ruined some, just some movies in general. Uh, I now can't watch anything without trying to connect it to other movies and conspiracies. Uh, but God, <laughs> God damn, I've had a good time. Yeah, I've had a great time too. So I think 55 weeks later, it was well worth doing. It was. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, speaking of movie movie length, you know, if you're looking for a really short movie that uh, packs a lot of punch. I do think there's one that we can recommend, Sam. 
Yeah, I think that would be Yes, God, Yes, starring uh, Natalia Dyer and Timothy Simmons. It's a great, great flick. It's pretty funny. It's pretty interesting. And it's it's like 75 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, you've almost been listening to this for 75 minutes. In fact, now you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that second. So, yeah, for once, I'm actually going to recommend <laughs> Yes, God, Yes. <laughs> Taking a cut from uh, way back in the day. Yeah, go watch Yes, oh. God, Yes if you're looking for, uh, you know, 75 minutes of a of, of movie. Qualified yeah. movie. Man, I finally got you to turn around on it. Mm-hmm. Here, the, here the finale. Finally did it. <sighs> well, I think, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. There's I think nothing, that's it. There's nothing to predict for next week because there's nothing left. There's nothing. There's nothing, man. Close the suitcase. Slap me silly. We're done. Yeah, that's this it. feels this feels pretty empty. But but folks, thank you so, so much for hanging with us for 55 mm-hmm. goddamn episodes. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Hanksy Panksy. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. And you can find us, or you can send us an email at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. Uh, we are no longer taking submissions for, for what conspiracies Tom Hanks is involved with because uh, we've wrapped it all up. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, Luke, I mean, do you still want to know who watched Polar Express with you? Oh, I do for sure. For the rest yeah. of time, if you if you saw Polar Express with me, which by the way, also a pretty bad film from Tom Hanks. Yeah, pretty fucking nasty. <laughs> if you saw this bad bad movie with me, I really want to know for sure. Yeah, so so keep keep sending us tips on whether or not you saw Polar Express with Luke, but folks, I this this is it. This is it, you So Thank you so much for listening to Hanksy Panksy. It has mm-hmm. been an absolute pleasure. Thank you to my wife for putting up with me and for being on the show. Thank you, Tuck, uh, for for your uh, genuine, uh, contagious enthusiasm. Thank you, Ryan Boyd, for the kick-ass intro music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find Ryan Boyd's work at on Twitter at Ryan Droid, D-R-O-Y-D. Luke, do you have a final, final quote for us? I do. I do have a final, final quote. I'm, I'm a little sad, but here it is. It is, Sehr gut, Onkel. <laughs> <laughs> Sehr gut indeed. Sehr gut, uncle. And that's it. We're done, Sam. Let's get the fuck out of here. That's it. Thanks for listening to Hanksy Panksy. Bye. <laughs>